Hey, I just want to let you guys know that this episode was recorded pre-lockdown before things got a little out of control in Halifax. So you can listen to this episode at peace, knowing that we were not breaking any of Dr. Strang's rules. All right, let's get on with it. Hey, it's Maddie Mills. And I'm Lauren, and this is The Weekend Roundup. I know all you Holly girls are back in lockdown. You know, we are too. It's not the greatest, but... The least we can do is provide some some content for you to listen to when you're bored. Stay inside, wash your hands, wear a mask, you know the deal, and then we'll be back at it for Hot Girl Summer before you know it. Exactly. Because we are listening to Dr. Strang, we have not been to bars, we've not been going out, we haven't been seeing our friends, so we don't really have any kind of Sunday scaries to wrap up for you, but last weekend when we were getting everything ready for the podcast, one of our friends was over and she started telling us this story. When we heard this, we knew we had to put it on the podcast. I feel like this is a story that not only will people be able to relate to it, but they'll be like, this is insane. Like, I I actually can't even believe this happened and I feel so bad, but that's why we're gonna exploit our friend (laughs) and get her on the pod. The topic for this week is... Dun, dun, dun. Boyfriends, moms. Okay, before we start, I just need to say I love my ex-boyfriend's mom. Me too. I just want <laughs> I just want to put like put it out there. This is not about her. I also love all of my ex-boyfriend's moms. Like I don't have a negative experience with any ex's parents. Boyfriend moms, like overbearing boyfriend moms is such a hot button topic. Like I feel like so many girls and boys have negative experiences with their boyfriend's moms cuz they hover and they get mm-hmm. so involved in the relationship. And so we did want to talk about it on the podcast, but neither of us, like we said, have negative experiences with any of our ex's boyfriends until we heard this story. So with neither of our ex's boyfriends? Oh. Neither of us have bad experiences with our ex's moms. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. It's such an interesting concept that this is something that a lot of people experience overbearing boyfriend mothers. I saw this TikTok and it was this girl and she was saying that when you know, women have sons, they like raise the son to be what they think is the perfect man. Because I mean, why wouldn't you? If I think about it, when I have a son someday, I want to raise him to be respectful and kind and a feminist and like everything that... And if he's not, I'm going to whoop his ass. (laughs) So they create this perfect man and then this son, this like ideal male character in their life finds another woman to give attention to. Yeah, probably. Like, it's it's hard to give up, I feel like. I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm not a mother, and I'm sure one day I might understand. But it's like you don't want to give someone away. Mm. It's like when your bestie gets a boyfriend, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Hi, quick break before we start the story. This is future editing Lauren coming to you to let you know that we didn't give any context to this story whatsoever, so I'm here to provide it for you so that you can understand what we're talking about. She's going to talk to us about the story of what happened between her, her ex-boyfriend, and her ex-boyfriend's mom, and then you're going to hear me and Maddie kind of jump in every once in a while and talk about it. And trust me, you guys, when you think that this story can't get any crazier, it does. I apologize for interrupting your listening. I know this episode is a little bit of a hot mess, but... We're figuring our shit out, and you're along with us for the journey, and we love you for that. Hopefully, now the story will make a little bit more sense to you, and enjoy the rest of the episode. 
So we were at my house sitting on the couch watching hockey with my mom and my stepdad. My ex-boyfriend got like a text or something from his mom because she was in his room and she found condoms in his dresser. But like it was like hidden under like socks and underwear and stuff. So like I don't know what she was looking for but she found them. She texted him and she said if she doesn't tell her parents in the next 15 minutes I am calling her mom and I am telling her. Imagine how she must have felt sitting there and your ex-boyfriend shows you the phone and it says, tell your mom that you had sex in 15 minutes or I'm gonna call her myself and tell her. I, I don't even know what I would do because also think it, like we're listening to the story as a 21 year old woman. My reaction now, if someone sent me that, I would call this woman and I would freak out at her. You know what I mean? But when you're 15, 16, you would be shitting your pants. Like now, you know, our parents obviously know that we're grown women and we are doing whatever we want to do. Doing what we want to do safely and consensually. But at 15, like, especially because she hadn't really talked with her parents about sex, mm -hmm. it was such like a secret thing. Like, mm -hmm. I can't imagine how scared she was. My 15 year old self was like, obviously freaking out because like 15 minutes is not enough to just randomly tell my mom that I had sex like we were watching hockey like what was I supposed to do like oh mom I need to talk to you right now before my 15 minute timer is over so obviously I didn't tell her so my mom gets a phone call from his mom and she's like really excited because like she's like oh my god like we never really talked that much so cute and sad that her mom was so excited to hear from her ex-boyfriend's mom. Just like, can't wait to get a fun little phone call, catch up. And then little does she know, things are not going well. So I'm like freaking out because I know that it's about to like go down. So she goes in her room, closes the door. She had like a walk-in closet. So she kind of just like sat in there, closed the door. I run up to my room. I'm like crying. I'm like freaking out because I know that my mom is going to be so disappointed in me. I kind of go at the door. I kind of try to listen. And all I can hear is my mom going like, mm-hmm, mm, mm-hmm. Just not really saying anything, just kind of listening. I don't know what they ever, like, I don't know how the conversation went. Like, I don't know what was said. I'm like freaking out, I'm crying, and then my mom comes out, I run up to her, she's like kind of just looking at me like, oh my god, like I can't believe we did that. I'm crying, she's like telling me that like, obviously I lost my privileges of like having him sleep over and, and me going there to sleep over, which is like fair. Were you allowed to have sleepovers with your boyfriends in the past? I was allowed to have sleepovers with my boyfriend, but it was after we were together for a year and like our families had become kind of close. Like, we went on vacations together and stuff, so it was more natural. It wasn't like, oh, we're just going out. Like, you know what I mean? I was never allowed to have sleepovers at all. When I went to my first year of university, I had a dorm room. And I remember saying, and I had a boyfriend at the time, and I remember saying something to my mom about my boyfriend coming to see me at university. And she said, well, I'm pretty sure it's just your name in that room. So he won't be coming over and he won't be staying. I'm scared of your mom too. I love you, Joanne, but I wouldn't fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. So like for me, like it was always like door had to be open, had to be home at a certain time this that and the next if your kid wants to have sex they will find a way to have sex it doesn't matter if they come home at 9 p.m or 3 a.m your kid is finding a way to have sex 
Are you kind of exposing yourself here? No. <laughs> Joanne, turn this podcast off right now. <laughs> she kind of just made sure that I was like, okay, like made sure that I wasn't forced into doing anything, like just wanted to really make sure that I was okay. But we never really talked about it ever again. We never had any other sex talk. Like we kind of just, I think she knew that it scared me. So she knew that I would be careful like in the future, which I was. I went to his house after that and it was just me and his mom. And we were sitting on the couch and she kind of just sat me down. She was like, I'm like, sorry that I had to tell your mom, but I also have a daughter. And if something like that was ever to happen to her, I would want her to tell me. Which is funny because she took that away from me and she called my mom. And she was like, I would want someone to tell me if it happened. And I was like, okay, like, and I think I did tell her, like, I wish I would have been able to like tell my mom because like that's like you know a moment that you sometimes you want to have with your parents and obviously it's not something I would want to talk about as a kid but I would rather tell my mom on my own than have her tell my mom like I don't even know what she said about me so I ruined my image Okay, so that's definitely shitty that that happened to her, but that is not where it ends. This story is about to take a turn that you are not expecting. I don't even have any words. Just roll the clip. (laughs) After a couple of months, I was going to his house. I walk in like the front door and when you walk in the front door, like the kitchen is like, like right in your face. So when you walk in, you're like facing the fridge and facing like the uh, sink. I just walk in and I see at the top of the sink, I see a condom, like not even stapled, just stuck to the cabinet. It was used as well. Um, It was also full and it was tied up. So um, anyways, and I'm like, oh my God, like this can't be real right now. Like there's no way that this is happening to me right now. Like I'm 15. I, this is my first boyfriend. Like I am scarred at this point. I don't even know what to say. That is so passive aggressive, petty, scary. Maddie, that is like psychotic behavior. Just to clarify, this woman took a condom. A used condom. Yeah, it's a a full load. I don't want you to think that she just found a wrapped condom and hung it up. Oh no, it's been used and it is, it's filled. (laughs) She took a used condom and tied it to like the handle of a cabinet and had it hang in the kitchen. Like a mistletoe. Like a mistletoe, like kiss me under the kiss me under our son's condom, honey. No, they're cooking under this thing. It's the kitchen. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so disgusting and unhygienic. And that's only that's like the least of the problems with this story. <laughs> Your son's sperm. Like a trophy. Ew! But but the thing is, like, she did it to shame both of them. I can't even put my words into a full sentence to describe how fucked up this is. I know. Okay, let's keep listening because I feel like there's more. We dropped some more details here. He also had a younger sister. She's, like, four or five years younger than me. I don't know if she saw it. I don't know what happened, but we also never mentioned it. Me and my ex-boyfriend never talked about it. He never said anything about it. His mom never mentioned it. His dad never mentioned it. His sister obviously probably didn't know what it was anyways. But like no one ever, ever talked about it. 
there is a used condom with your son's sperm hanging in your kitchen and nobody talks about it. I, I have to assume that the family had a sit down conversation. I just feel like they're so insane that they didn't blink an eye at this. I'm hoping they had a conversation and I'm hoping it was some kind of weird twisted punishment. Don't you think though that if they had a sit down conversation her ex-boyfriend would have said something to her? No, 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 no. Because I think he's probably terrified of this crazy woman. Well, I'm terrified of her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Would you talk back to her? Nah, if my, if my crazy mother wants to hang my sperm in the kitchen, so be it. And remember, like, they're 15. Like, this is like a 15-year-old kid. That's so sad. What is it with adults and their obsession with shaming teenagers, specifically girls, for having sex? What is, what's up with that? You're Not weird. For it. If you shame people 10 plus, 15 plus, 20 years, I guess like 20 years younger than you for having sex, you're a weirdo. I just think everyone has the right to their own privacy. And I also think people have the right to do whatever they want to do. Sex isn't bad. I feel like that's a very simple concept that people just seem to forget as soon as they have teenage children. In this case, we have proof that they were being safe. Yeah. Just check the kitchen. Just look in the kitchen. <laughs> All the sperm's right there. How? You can't get much safer than that. Have you ever seen that scene in Game of Thrones? I don't watch Game of Thrones, but there's a scene in Game of Thrones where the girl's walking and the whole village is like, shame. 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 That's our friend. That's our friend. She's going into the kitchen at her boyfriend's house trying to get like a glass of water and her fucking boyfriend's sperm is staring at her in the face. God, like if this was me, I... I know I'm saying this now as a 21-year-old. Like, I would just yank it down and throw it out, I feel like. So, for at least a week, it was still there. I don't know, like, I don't remember if I went, like, after that or, like, I don't remember seeing it again. But, like, it was there for at least a week because it was there two weekends in a row. At least. And, like, this is what I'm saying, like, they had to have talked about it. Like, they, how could you not? She's packing lunches for her younger daughter. Probably 10-year-old daughter with her older brother's sperm just right above it. A week. Do you, does it not crust? I, I'm not thinking about that. How can you not? I'm just avoiding that. That's disgusting. I, know, that's, I don't that's want to think about it. That's what I'm saying. It's so gross and weird and twisted and fucked up. Anyways, back to, back to the clip. I don't even want to consider him as an ex-boyfriend. Like, I don't even want to consider him as, like, a boyfriend. Because that was just, like... At 15, like, obviously you have no idea, like, how relationships are supposed to work. And I don't think he knew either. So, like, it wasn't a good experience, like, overall. Which is, like, why I don't really want to count it. Because, like, it just more so, like, scared me and scarred me for, like, other things. Do you think that you can not count people? Or, like, do you not count people? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that whenever I decide I don't want to count you anymore, I don't. You're cut. You're cut. At any point, you can be cut from the roster. I'm a virgin. <laughs> 2021, I'm restarting. Yeah. I'm starting from scratch. The whole concept of counting a number is so lame. That is so lame. I hate when people are like, oh, how many kills do you have? Why the hell do you care? Why does it matter? It shouldn't matter. And it shouldn't even, I don't even think it should be a thing. So it really did like make me like scared and kind of like shamed me for like having sex and like obviously like at that time like 
parents, I feel like, don't really talk about sex that much with their kids because they don't want them to have sex. But, like, for most people, like, when you tell them, don't do this, that person's going to be like, I want to do it. So, like, for them not telling us, like, why we shouldn't have sex or how to have safe sex, it was kind of just like, well, now I want to do it even more. For, like, other relationships and having sex and stuff, like, it just scared me so much, which is, I think, why I didn't have sex for a long time after that. I was just so scared that, like, something like that would happen. These are your first experiences with sex and anything sexual, so when your first experience of anything is negative, you're going to have a negative outlook on it that affects you and lasts. So, of course, she waited until she was out of her parents' house and living on her own in university to start having sex again because she felt like she was finally in her own safe space where nobody was going to judge her. And she became friends with me, who's like the most sex-positive person on the planet, so I'm sure that helped. This is extremely traumatic to be shamed so intensely and so publicly like this. No wonder she didn't feel comfortable having sex or getting into a relationship, opening herself up to somebody else, because I think she was so genuinely traumatized from this event and shamed into thinking that sex equals bad or that sex is a bad thing that she should feel ashamed of when it's not. That's just so sad. I know. It's so sad to hear someone say that and just be so open and honest. So props to our friend for even telling us the story and letting us put it on the pod because I do think people will kind of learn from this, especially if younger people are listening, that they don't have to be ashamed. If you are, I mean, I highly doubt we have a younger audience that listens to this but if you are listening just know that there is no right time to start having sex or to start exploring your sexuality whatever that may be and don't let anyone ever make you feel bad about who you like how you like to have sex anything because that's so personal to you and you should be proud of it and if you ever need somebody to talk to honest to god you can always talk to me and maddie it's always a safe space on the weekend roundup so that is one of the most insane stories I've ever heard in my entire life. Obviously, we've said a lot through this episode. All we do is talk, but I, I'm still speechless when I hear it. Like, I don't, I just think that's so twisted. Please, please, if you take anything from this episode, stop shaming people for having sex. And don't feel ashamed. Don't, who cares? Thanks for coming back for episode two. We appreciate it. We're going to be coming at you every Sunday with new episodes to keep you entertained while you're locked up inside. If you like this episode, make sure to share it with your friends and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Maybe even leave a review. Or Spotify. Whatever you want. However you're listening right now. And make sure you keep an eye on our Instagram for our upcoming little surprise. Our little giveaway, maybe? Hmm, I don't know. And for real, thank you for listening. It's, it means a lot. Thank you so much. We love you. And we'll see you back here next Sunday. Talk soon. And it was so funny because when we were dating, like, he was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't wait to marry you. I can't wait to have dog together. Like, I can't wait to... And I was like, that's just weird. Like, he even had the dog name picked out. What was it? Sprocket. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's like a bite part. <laughs>